0: Aloha everybody. Danny here for another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. I'm coming to you from the beautiful island of Kauai in the state of Hawaii. I'm in Princeville and got a little rain shower happening outside my bedroom window here out on the lanai and uh, it's quite lovely. I've been here for about a week and going to be here for a whole another week and In today's episode, I'm going to to continue our series on the simple plan and the simple program to get more students. If you haven't listened to the past couple episodes related to that, you might want to go back and check those out, but uh, you can feel free to listen to this one first. But today we're going to talk about creating a sales pitch. How do you sell your business? So in previous uh, portions of this series, we talked about creating an offer which is going to be kind of tied in today and we talked about our website and how to create a website and talked a little bit about SEO so you've created this great SEO uh, this great website it's SEO optimized which means people are filling out forms on your website or they're calling you so now you got them on the phone this is the prime spot you've if you were a retailer this is like driving traffic into your retail store or into your restaurant or into your car dealership or your bike shop or you know your music store if some of you guys are music retailers you've brought the traffic in but now is really where the rubber hits the road you've got to be able to lay down a good sales pitch so we're going to cover some basics of that and i also might touch base a little bit today since i am you know away from my business for two weeks here i might talk a little bit about Running your business from afar and creating and more importantly creating a business that works for you I've been talking to a lot of coaching clients lately about Building a business that works for you and this could be a whole episode, but maybe we'll touch on it a little bit today so how do you create a sales pitch so you got to know some basics of sales and the first thing you want to do in sales of course is qualify the customer which is getting to know the customer and that's pretty easy you know they've already filled out a form they may have indicated on that form an instrument they're interested in learning or the age of the student is it a child is an adult are they the kids rock age group you know four to seven something like that um so you kind of already have that information going in when you pick up that phone uh If it's an incoming call where you don't have that information firsthand, those are some of the first questions you're gonna wanna ask them. Who are the lessons for? Is it for yourself or one of your kids? What are their experience levels? Things like that. We wanna ask them a couple other questions. What are they looking to get out of it? What are their goals? Things like that that kinda help us to figure out where this person is gonna land. And sometimes we might even determine real quickly that they're not the right customer for us and that's okay. Send them to one of, you know, somebody that you feel comfortable referring them to if you determine that they're not the right fit for you. But let's say you've checked it out, you know, you've talked to them and you feel like this is the right customer and you want to give them a pitch. This is the pitch about your school. So the first part of pitching in sales is we want to have several features that we're going to Pitch to the customer so put yourself in the position of going to buy anything any product that you get has some features to it it might be a very fast processor on a new laptop that you're looking for or something like that on, uh, on any piece of tech equipment faster processing more memory that's a feature of a product I always relate it to back when I was selling guitars and music equipment at Guitar Center. A real obvious example is this, is to show somebody a guitar and you might say, well, this has a locking Floyd Rose tremolo system. That's a feature of that guitar. Now here's where most people blow it, is they don't cover the benefit of the product. So stick a pin in that and we're gonna come back to that, the benefit of the product. So it's the features, and the benefits or the features advantages and benefits to that product so take out a piece of paper and just write down three or four key features of your school maybe it's an amazing location and that might be a feature you could pitch to a customer well one of the reasons to do lessons with us is we're conveniently located we are right off a such and such exit off the main freeway or highway or beltway, whatever you call it in your part of the country or your part of the world, um, that could be a great selling point to somebody, you know, keeping in mind that for parents, a lot of this is about convenience. They don't maybe even care as much about the quality. They just want it to be convenient. So that could be something you could pitch. Uh, An amazing facility could be something that you pitch to people. Uh, A feature that I often will mention to customers is that all my teachers are employees. And now, again, firsthand, if I only mention that and I don't go to the next step, which is advantages and benefits, I might lose them and it might not be worth me mentioning it. So let's go back to that Floyd Rose locking tremolo system on the guitar. Rookie salespeople will often mention, oh, it's got a locking Floyd Rose tremolo system. And then they move on to the next feature, and it's got, you know, two humbucking Seymour Duncan pickups, um, or it's got, you know, a Rosewood fretboard. And they never stop to tell the customer, well, this is the advantage of the Floyd Rose locking tremolo system or whatever the feature is. And here's the benefit to you, Mr. Customer, or another way I always thought about it is, just make sure you tell them why this is cool to have this. Because we the mistake we make is we assume that everybody knows. And I, and I learned a good lesson related to this topic, which is in making YouTube videos. When I first started to make some YouTube videos, um, for my motorcycle channel, totally unrelated to music and everything, you know, it's easy to sit down and start to make a video and think, God, everybody knows this. I'm not gonna do another video about how to put a kickstand down properly, but you know what? Those are the videos that do really well. It's the basics. It's, you can't assume that somebody knows what these things are. And you can't assume that when you're talking to a guitar player that they know what a locking Floyd Rose Tremolo system really does, because you'd be shocked at how many of them don't. So when you're talking to a parent or potential student, don't take it for granted that they understand why these things you're mentioning are important. That's the advantages and the benefits portion. So here's a feature of my school. We offer our 30-day lesson pass. That's a feature of our school. The benefit of that is you get to do four lessons before, you know, risk-free before you have to pay for it. That's also kind of our offer as well. Let me give you a different uh, feature of my music school. I could say all of my teachers are, are employees and what's really important about that, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, is that at most other music schools, they're contractors. It's really like going to a hair salon. You're really just getting lessons from somebody who's renting a chair at a hair salon. The school has no control over the quality of what's being offered to your student. And as employees, I get to hold them to a strict level of competency. So that's me telling them here's a feature and here's the advantage and benefit of that feature. So first and foremost, you need to take a few minutes and think about what are the features, three or four, you don't wanna go into a whole bunch of stuff, just three or four main features of your school. And I'd be interested to hear what they are. Um, so once you've got that, you've pitched your product, now it's time to ask for the sale. And that's real simple, just ask the person, is there a day, particular type of times that might work better for you for lessons? And this is the point where you might overcome objections. So you've given your pitch, you've asked for the sale, which is, hey, do you wanna sign up? Maybe they have an objection. Keep in mind, closing sales is about overcoming objections. So their objection might be, eh, the price seems too high. Well, you've got to try to overcome that objection. So be ready for that potential objection. I'm selling a lot of online lessons, so I kind of already know what most of the objections are going to be. One objection very common right now is they might say, my child doesn't learn very well online. And one of the things I'll ask them is I'll say, well, as we were getting started here, you said that your son had been learning guitar on YouTube for the last year and really learned a lot. And so if they learn on YouTube, this is a step even better than that. So you want to be prepared for what some of the objections are going to be and be ready to overcome that objection. And after you overcome that objection, objection, you just simply again ask for the sale. They give you another objection, you overcome that, and ask them if they wanna sign up. And you just repeat that process until they sign up, or you really exhaust all your options and realize you probably don't want this customer anyway. Now there's a lot more details we could get into with sales, and we could go a lot deeper with this, but the reality is you really don't need to keep in mind this program that i'm talking about to get more students is a simple program right we don't have to reinvent the wheel the reality is for most music schools if you just have a decently designed website with good seo and you follow these basics you can sign up enough of that low-hanging fruit to get to 300 students if you want to so all you really need to do to create this sales pitch is write down three, four, maybe five key features, advantages, and benefits of your school. I've got a couple coaching options for you guys available. Uh, I will leave links in the show notes here because I'm in the middle of redoing my website and it's taken forever because, quite frankly, I haven't worked on it at all. Been in the middle of my move. I haven't even I I haven't even gotten past unpacking boxes from my garage I literally the moving truck backed up we loaded all the boxes into my garage at my new house and then I flew to Hawaii the next morning so when I get home I've got to unpack so a little slow at getting the website updated here but uh, I'll leave some links in the show notes if you are interested in doing any type of uh, one-on-one coaching you can book a 60 minute coaching call with me I will leave a link in the show notes there. Also, I will leave a link to the Music Lesson Business Academy Answers Program, which is a text-based coaching program where you and I just share a private page together. You write me a question, I'll answer your question within 24 hours. That works amazing. Only $12.99 a month. If you have a question on any coaching, you need some help with anything, just email me. DannyMusicFactory@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I respond to every email. So I mentioned a little bit about building a business that works for you. And it's just something that's come up more and more as I get to know more and more music school owners and coach more music school owners. Now, by all means, there are, you know, what I would call like industry best practices that I think apply across the board to all music teachers, all music schools. Simple one would be monthly reoccurring billing. Everybody should be doing that. There's no reason for anyone not to be doing that. It's still sending out invoices or something like that. So those are best practices. But the design of the overall business isn't really a one size fits all. We all have different skills that we're good at and other things that we're not so good at. I think the key to this to making it something that can have longevity and also be enjoyable for you is to create a business that really works for you. And uh, you know it came up recently again, um, you know, where there was questions about somebody sh- asking if they should have contractors versus employees, and they're thinking about expanding. And one of the things that I always think about that with that is before you really even think about that detail, is that the right move for you? Because taking on, going from a solo teacher to having teachers work for you is a whole different business model. It's not even about music teaching anymore. It's gonna be about managing people. And is that something that's going to work for you? Does that fit your skill set? Is it something you enjoy? Uh, are you going to be happy with that are you going to excel with that not everybody should do a band program that's not for everyone just because you see it work at somebody else's school doesn't mean it's the right thing for you it takes certain skill set a certain background all these different types of programs that we see people doing there's not one picture one model that works for everyone you've got to make it so it works for you so what I would really encourage you to do and this is a huge topic that we could go really deep on if we wanted to and maybe we'll do that in a future episode but what is it that you want to get out of the business what's important to you Uh, what are your goals short term and long term and things to think about is you know how many hours do you want to work What's your involvement level? Do you wanna be day to day where you're in the office? Do you wanna be the one managing those teachers? Or would you prefer just teach students yourself? If that's the case, that's all right. We wanna build a program around what's best for you and is gonna to continue to work for you over a period of time so you don't get burned out. I've talked to off just so many music teachers that are in over their heads, they're frustrated, unhappy, ready to quit the whole thing because they're trying to manage some kind of business structure that they never should have gotten into in the first place because it wasn't the right fit for them. So I would encourage you to take a step back and look at your business. Are there things you want to add that would make it better for you? But almost more importantly, are there things you want to get rid of or could or should get rid of that might make this business run better? for you part of that for me is being able to live you know my new house that i'm moving to in joshua tree is two and a half to three hours from where our physical school is located i don't need to be there every day that was important to me for the lifestyle that i want to live and the other elements in my life that i like to pursue being in my band going on tour I'm leaning big into building a YouTube channel. I'm doing a lot more trips and motorcycle trips and things of that nature. So I need to have a business that's structured to work for me. How do you need a business structured to work for you? That's the question that you should be asking yourself. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. I will be back in Joshua Tree next week. And going to try to get these episodes going weekly again here real soon. But until then... Mahalo, and we'll talk to you later.